0: everybody dave and jeff it is july 12th 2021
1: oh <laughs> what a weekend everybody good to be back
0: i got i got a lot to ask you about your weekend yeah can i start off with did i read this right that said you told everyone put your money on mcgregor
1: uh no i did not I who said,
0: did you pick in that fight
1: i said put your money on dustin poirier
0: did he really yeah. good good
1: But I said I hadn't got a fight right since 98. (laughs) So it wouldn't probably be a bad idea to bet McGregor. Gotcha. But I got everything. I did get it right. And uh, I got to tell you about my Saturday. Yeah. In the afternoon, my kids go to Tahoe. So I'm just hanging out. I'm just counting down. I'm like, fuck. I got to go to this goddamn Lee Rocker show tonight. (laughs) And uh, so a friend of mine. Wendy calls, and she's like, oh, I'm selling my place, and it's crazy. Everything's going on. So I'm listening to all this, just waiting for the payoff. Like, all right, and be up here at five. Right? Yeah. Just my head's just in the the guillotine. And so she just stops, and I'm like, well, what's the plan? And she goes, well, what plan? I go, well, Lee Rocker's tonight. She goes, did you get tickets? And I go, no. <laughs> she goes, oh, no, we only talked about it. She goes, no. She goes, I, I'm moving. Cool. I go, hey, listen, I'll go out with you any night of the week, but I've never been happier that it's not going tonight because it's fight night. Good. So she was dying. So, yeah, I was able to get it. But, Dave, it was weird. I bought it at my condo. Yeah. Where I'm at in PB, I have a Roku, and I have ESPN Plus through there, 5G through Spectrum. And, man, that thing is so clean. My kids have Cox Cable over there. Okay. And they've got an Amazon Fire Stick. So I had to run it through there. Dude, it was buffering all night. Really? And going to standard death, and it was crazy. But overall, pretty good card. I was thrilled to see Greg Hardy get the shit knocked out of Holy him.
0: Holy cow, man. Yeah. that Okay, that's the craziest thing to me about this fight. Now, I understand in... In this sport, I should say. I understand in boxing, there are times where you look at body types and you're going, well, I'll pick that guy, and then yeah. that guy loses. The guy that beat the dog shit out of Greg Hardy yeah, too, uh, looked like he hadn't worked out his entire life and walked out of a bar.
1: Yeah, he... Uh, Simone fighters, not not all the time. You can't uh, you can't hit everybody with the same brush, but that has been the case in the past. Um, but, son of a bitch, they hit so hard. Yeah, And he... Hardy stunned him, and then went in for the finish, and the kid caught him right just square. Yeah, right on the button, dropped him. But uh, to me, Greg Hardy's just a douche. Like, and and McGregor was a real douche at the end. I, I think agree. McGregor lost a lot of credibility, man.
0: I hope so. He, I, I he, used to he, like McGregor and have yeah, it liked him for years.
1: Did. Now, he, Dustin Poirier's really cool. Dustin Poirier does a lot. For the people of of New Orleans and Louisiana, he's always conducted himself as a professional, whether he won or lost. McGregor was such a bitch after that fight. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Like (laughs) I knew he was frustrated because I'm sure he felt that he was um, ready to go and felt better about um, how he was going to do in the third fight than the second fight. In my opinion... He was getting ragdolled in this fight, and I don't. Right? I mean, the the leg breaks, and that's yeah. terrible.
0: That the, is the that is the worst thing about sport. Well, when the sport. The weird thing is snap. we've
1: seen like four of those yes. in the last year, and I'd probably seen four in the previous ten years. Really weird. Um, but dude, just just acting the way he did afterwards. Uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: So I'm with you. Okay, so I yeah. was I watched it on a a TV. It was at a birthday party. I was at there were like fifty people standing around. It was a big TV, but still I was sure. I was far from the TV. Like they, when you talk about the guy that knocked out Hardy, I, I just I knew who Hardy was from the NFL. I didn't yeah. know the other guy. I didn't even yeah, know he was Samoan. Top Fifteen. Guy. I not know he'll, he'll never
1: him. fight. More than likely won't fight for the title. But okay. But he's the guy that when he's on the card, he's an exciting guy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, made, it made
0: it exciting. It, yeah. was, it was cool. It made it exciting. Yep. But when I'm watching, and obviously from right from the beginning, I'm rooting against McGregor just because I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> haven't been a fan, as I said, for a long time. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical that Mayweather bet against McGregor when he showed his ticket.
1: Dude, McGregor is exactly what we say all the time, Dave. It happens in combat sports all the time. As stupid as the Rocky movies are, it's the greatest line he ever wrote, and I don't know what inspired him to write it, Stallone, in Rocky Three, or if somebody else wrote it, but it's when he said, kid, you got civilized. Yeah, Guys get money, and it changes them. And there was a big thing written on uh, Sunday that kind of alluded to the same thing, that when you make that much money, man, those 4 a.m., wake up, I mean... McGregor used to fight at, like, 145. It's crazy what he would do to his body. And he was the man for yeah. a long time. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he rallies back and he comes back. But I would take Justin Gaethje over him. I think Mike Chandler would have a very, very legit chance of beating McGregor. I think Poirier beats him again. Uh, I think Charles Oliveira walks right through him. I mean, there's a reason why he's ranked fifth and not number one yeah. anymore.
0: Interesting. So I always think the downfall happened that day he went nuts with the bus and all all that shit. But I don't know. When do you think the downfall happened for McGregor?
1: No, I I really do. I think it's when the huge amount of money started to hit. And, I mean, just he sold the whiskey company. Yeah. And, but look, man, he's a young guy, right, under 30, a lot of attention, a lot of money. And, I mean, those guys, we saw it with Ronda Rousey. Man, they are just absolutely run through the ringer. Yep. That UFC media marketing machine absolutely runs you through the ringer. So I don't know I don't know many people. I mean, we saw what had happened to Rhonda, who was, who was as cool as anybody in this sport, and by the end she was pretty disliked by who she had become. That's true. When Connor came in, as cool and as well liked is anybody in this sport. And right now where he's at, I don't know a lot of people that are cheering for him. So could could Piper down. It's up on the right, hey. Uh so um I, I think it's a combination of things. But I, I just find it incredibly interesting the two people that came in that were so well liked um and so fun and charismatic and doing all these things towards the end of their careers, were very disliked. Yeah. And uh, and that says a lot about the people that were able. George St. Pierre comes to mind. He was put through that thing, and he was liked when he started and liked at the end. But it's a lot of pressure on those guys, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's we've seen this in sports a ton, where we love to build guys up, then yep. we find something to tear them down, and then Great. when they – build back up again you start rooting for them at the end whether it's a guy like tiger woods or, or you name it we've seen this before mike at sports. mike tyson a great one you've seen this before but in this fight in this sport it seems like it's harder to be knocked down and then come back i mean it's as you said there's, there's a there's a time frame on this
1: thing he uh and look pride pride comes in a lot and i think what was i found very telling and i don't know how many people were paying attention to it but as he's on the ground and the leg is broken, yeah. Connor is screaming at Herb Dean, the referee, Herb, Herb, that's a doctor's stoppage. That's a doctor stop. He didn't want a TKO on the record, No, and Dude, your fucking leg is snapped in two. Nobody <laughs> nobody's calling you out. Nobody's saying you don't you, you couldn't cut it. Yeah. You fought for twelve seconds with, with a broken leg. There was there was no question about his toughness or his heart. Um,
0: what about when he says, you're going to take that victory, That's soft kind of a deal? That's not exactly what he said. But, you know, basically, McGregor thought it was bullshit that he was going to take that victory. Uh,
1: well, yeah, he, that's a win.
0: That is a win.
1: Yeah. I mean, when, when Anderson Silva broke his leg, yeah. Chris Weidman took the win. Of course. When Chris Weidman broke his leg, I'm trying to think of that fight, who he was in against, uh, Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall takes that win. It happens. Yeah. But I just... Uh, it was, you know, man, he could, he could have played that so much differently.
0: Couldn't agree more. He
1: could have played that so much differently, and I get it. The frustration of he really wanted to get in there and show people he wasn't done. He wasn't what I just said, that the money may have gotten to him and he had lost the, the focus. He just, When he's sitting there with Joe Rogan, he could have said anything. Yeah. He yeah, was feeling great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know why he was so adamant that it wasn't on on the check because it looked today they put the Joe Rogan put out on Instagram with about twelve seconds ago. McGregor throws a kick, and it catches Poirier on the elbow, and you can see a little bit of movement in the foot. Then the foot comes down; it's his back foot, and as soon as he goes to put weight on it, it just goes out, and, yeah. and the whole deal. I don't know why he, he was so offended by that, that guys check kicks all the time. They're the highest level McGregor checks. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But he could have just said, hey, uh, guess what? Uh, I felt good. Crazy things happened. And I hope we can do it again. Yeah. That's it. Hey, I hope we can do it again. This isn't over. But, you know, acting what he did, getting families involved, and I thought, well, Poirier said, talking about when you're trying to murder me, people get really hurt in the in combat sports, and that's nothing to joke about. So,
0: so what else happened this weekend?
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm house sitting my condo, which yeah. is the is weirdest. It, that's thing. That's what I'm gonna
0: say. Is it weird?
1: It, it's fine, I guess, because I'm over there all the time.
0: Did I, it feel weird just even parking your car and no, then walking cause in? No, I'm there all the time. Okay. Yeah, but, I know, but you're walking in and no one else is there.
1: Yeah. Very funny. Just the cats. Yeah, four cats, a fish, and a gecko. What happened to the dog? The dog's uh, because I'm working all day. So a friend of ours is watching okay. the dog. He's got a big, uh, big farm. Got it. And so, and he's got two dogs, and my dog loves those dogs. So it's great. But um, it's uh, it's just funny. But on Saturday, so we I watched UFC on Saturday, and then Sunday. I watched the Euro final.
0: Did okay. you watch that? I watched a little bit of that.
1: I, I got to tell you. Were you into it? I kind of enjoyed that. Okay. I thought the English goalie... And listen, I'm not going to claim I know anything going on. I I lived there. Um, I never saw a soccer match at Wembley. But I just... I remember the excitement around big fights and other fun events. Just how crazy that city gets. And they're showing the square and everything else going off. And I was loving that. When England scores... In the first four minutes you're like wow this is pretty wild and then i'm just watching that english goaltender with his flock of seagulls haircut always crying and pointing at teammates and just being a big bitch. <laughs> uh, i was kind of happy that they lost yeah and dave to me i uh, this is the thing that fascinated me is at the end it gets i mean you you play the overtime and, and now we're going to a shootout? I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. That's the way you do it. I'm not going to question it. I,
0: I hate the shootout in that kind of event. It's it's, it's completely huge, right? different than what the actual sport is. It'd be like running into a home run derby after nine innings.
1: Yeah, but I, again, I don't watch it enough where yeah, I go. It,
0: it's just not the game. It's, it's just, a different game.
1: Yeah, it's they don't go to a shootout in the NHL playoffs. They they play overtime. And then they play overtime exactly. and then they play overtime and keep going. And keep
0: the game what the yeah. game is. This is what, how but, it was created.
1: But like the crazy thing was, is I'm thinking about the goaltenders, both the the bitch from England and the kid from Italy. Yeah. You have no idea. I, I mean, like, I, I love the commentators and they they kind of tried to help you go, hey, this is his tendency. He yeah. kind of deeks left and then goes right. And I'm sure you've been watching the film. So I'm like, oh that that's good. I like that. And then the guy did exactly that. So whoever the, the commentator was okay, this is cool, dude. I don't know what I'm watching. But I just, I thought for both goalies, the English goalie and the Italian guy, these dudes, it's pretty fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, you have no idea, in my opinion. I'm with you. No idea what to do, and they're making a few saves. I yeah. was like, this thing's going to be 27 to 27 because these two knuckleheads aren't going to know what to do. And and they got it done, and then Italy won. That was pretty cool.
0: It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was exciting. You know, obviously, uh, I married an Italian girl. My yep. son's all into the Italian soccer team, and uh, we get a ton of messages, one of these group messages from Italy all the time. They were losing their minds. I oh, mean, they had to be. it would have been like Padres Twitter all of a sudden lighting me up, and they were yeah. so excited. For me, it was obviously I'm rooting for them just for the fact that my family cares, but otherwise, it doesn't mean anything to me. In soccer, and I'm not a huge soccer fan and I've criticized it a bunch of times, as you watched yesterday, okay, uh-huh. am I crazy when I talk about these things that they should fix in the sport, and they won't, is run the clock backwards and just stop it every time there's stoppage time. Let us know when the game's going to end. The whole idea is yeah. so weird to me.
1: I, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not enough of a fan.
0: But you watch football and yeah. basketball and you understand how clocks work just and this idea
1: just that- stop the fucking clock. Yeah, it's just like plus. Uh, you know what? We're gonna go uh, plus four. So you're like, okay, now it's at ninety four, ninety four ten, ninety four thirty seven seconds. Yeah, ninety five. Ah, uh, yeah. Tweet, tweet. Like what? Yeah, it seems to be pretty relaxed. The rules. It
0: does. It yeah. seems like like uh, gambling shit. Like. Hey, we know people have a lot of money. This is gonna be a lot of time gonna be left over because we're
1: gonna determine it. It just seems corrupt as fuck. Yeah, and then I saw somebody posted a picture of Elston who looked like a young Robbie Knievel at the Loyal game with his with his uh, do rag on and his <laughs> scarf. I thought, holy shit, is Craig gonna fire up the Vespa? <laughs> is he gonna jump the Tony Gwynn statue? How could I watch that? Craig always smoked
0: cigarettes during uh, European soccer. Yeah, drinking little cups of coffee, <laughs>
1: <laughs> having little biscottis. Um, yeah, I don't know what that maniac was doing. I, I enjoyed that, but yeah, I didn't. Like I said, Dave, just hanging out on a Sunday. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't have Bally Sports at the condos, so I didn't see...
0: You didn't see any Padres at all? Nope. Oh, fuck. On Did it drive you a little nuts? Not seeing what was going on with the Pods?
1: Not as horseshit as they played. No.
0: Can you believe the, that was the first time the Rockies have won a road series? Uh, that is bizarre for any team to go this far and not win a road series.
1: It, it's what Padre baseball used to be, so yeah. it's like one of those things, right? Like, I mean, this is a little overly dramatic, but... You can put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Yeah. Right at the end. And I'm not saying, I mean, the pods today are much different than they were just a couple of years ago. We all know that. Um, but now I, I'd i love to know what's going on with that front office. You're six games out. Darvish is hurt till a week from today at the earliest, right?
0: Yep. Ryan so Weathers is hurt.
1: Until August. Yeah. Uh, Paddock comes in, you know, settled down and, and pitched – Okay, but dude, what's Paddock a five?
0: That's the thing is you don't even want Paddock in your five. Now all of a sudden he might be your first pitcher back from the All Star break.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, and then Musgrove. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what bums me out about Musgrove is, I, I mean, we watched him. We yeah. can go tonight. We're down there. Goddamn, David feels like he is so close to just being the guy, but you're like, unfortunately, because right. he's inconsistent. This is why he's a four. Yep. But you feel like he's got the stuff to be a two.
0: It feels that way all the time with yeah. him. You keep waiting for him to hit that next level to be one of the more dominating pitchers in all of baseball.
1: Yeah, and that's what you want. And then, I don't know what you do with Snell. but it was funny today reading Kevin Ac. Yeah. Talking about potential trades. And Ac said a year ago when the Padres were... Looking for pitching, they made it relatively clear that Gore, Hassel, and Camposano are not available. Yeah. Say shit about C.J. Abrams.
0: Last year or now?
1: The way he wrote it made you think that Abrams may be available.
0: Okay, so I don't know how how this works, all right? So I'm not going to tell you I know how it works. I always thought in the past you couldn't trade a hurt player. I mean, Abrams is out for the rest of the year.
1: Well, and maybe that's – and maybe, Dave, maybe okay. that's and why – Okay, and I don't
0: was, know if that's true or not. I don't know how it works.
1: You know, that's right. I'm forgetting that he's out for the year. I keep thinking that he's coming back in August, but you're right. And that might be why and they he's just, not – And
0: mentioned. I said, and if he was a guy that was on the block, it would make sense. They no, just drafted a guy that basically plays his position.
1: No, you know what, Dave? I, I forgot that you're right. He's done for the year, and that's probably it. But I feel like the, the pot's traded for that kid, the the reliever that throws two pitches. yeah. Had just come off. I mean, I get it. It's a shortened season. And didn't Matt Strom, when they traded for Strom from Kansas City? Yes, I think it has Strom been done was before. Too.
0: I think it has been done before. Again, yeah. there's somebody screaming right now. This is how it fucking works. Well, but- they
1: don't need to scream. Don't get emotional, okay? For Christ's sake. We're sitting here with <laughs> no emotional. notes. Right, come on. Everybody calm down. Out loud.
0: But it's time to make a move, right? Because yep. you look at this team, and yeah, the record's great at the All-Star break and, and everything else they're doing. Right now, they're a third-place team in their own division, and they yeah. can get a lot better if they go ahead and pick up one or two starting pitchers. Now You would t- you would hope? Yes. I mean, there are rumors that, that Max Scherzer's going somewhere because the Nationals have gone right in the toilet. Uh-huh. They didn't do well in the last couple series. And then you look at... Um, other guys out there that you're that you're hearing different names of a possibility come in here, as, as I'm sure many Padre fans have, have read the same things. But when Weathers went down yesterday, yeah. you're going, fuck. You know, right. 24 hours ago, you're counting on Weathers uh, being a guy and finally getting a chance to stay in that rotation. The rumor is that everyone wants to know what happened with Weathers and why he was sent down, and you heard there's a behavior issue. Mm-hmm. The, the rumor is, and I'll just say it's a rumor, is that he told Rothschild, I'm done with going back and forth to the bullpen. I want to be in the starting rotation and, and, and stop, stop playing with what I'm trying to accomplish. And to teach him a lesson was why he was sent down. Like, well, no, we'll tell you how your career is going to go.
1: No, we're going to tell you how it's going. Old timer. Old timer. <laughs> Larry. Larry looks like he should be like a, like a role player on like Maddox. <laughs> or uh, what was that show? Uh, the, I, I know what you're talking uh, Matlock Matlock That's exactly it He looks like he should be the guy Like the Like the deputy <laughs> He looks like he should have been One of the uncles On Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> In other words, he looks like a guy that should just keep his mouth shut, be glad his check clears every two weeks. So
0: so you, Darvish is the one that everyone says, look, he's the only guy that has stepped up and done what we expected the entire year. He's given you what you wanted. He's the only guy that's able to save the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Darvish unfortunately gets hurt. you know. And then you yeah. go, okay, well, well, fuck. We were trying to figure out at the beginning of the year who's the number one between Snell and Darvish. And Snell can't pitch on the road, and we don't know what's going on with the stomach issues and, and everything else. Either way, as good as the team has played – you got to get better. You feel like you're running on fumes that this bullpen has held the team together and you can't run a full season like this.
1: No, I know. The, the problem is, though, like I look a year ago, right? Yeah. And you went out, you got the guy. You made the deal. You went out and got Clevenger. Did That's yes. what you had to do. Fucking Clevenger gives you, what, three starts and, and fell apart. So uh, you want to believe he'll be ready for next year, but it's like well, there's, no, there's no promises, man. And and I don't know, Dave. Like, yeah, Scherzer'd be great, but what do you get? What are the Nationals going to ask for for that?
0: They're going to ask for a ton, right? They're going to ask for think. somebody that's going to hurt to give up because he he's the best pitcher possibly available. I yeah. mean, he is. And the, the Dodgers are chasing him. The Padres are chasing him. I mean, it could be the difference of winning the National League West.
1: Jose Barrios is available from Minnesota. Decent, decent, but little uh, little inconsistent. From year in and year out. Um,
0: what about Kent Maeda? you have any interest in him?
1: Fuck, man. I mean, pitched great last year. I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but didn't feel like he was having uh, Again, that's a guy you look at and you go, he's a three. He's so a gonna, three, yeah. We're going to have nine guys that are threes, right? Musgrove's a three. Maeda would be a three. Snell's probably a three to a four at this point. Yeah. Paddock's probably a four or five at this point.
0: My is four and three with a uh, four, six, six ERA right now.
1: Yeah. Weathers is probably at this stage of his career, probably a three. Like you, you got to try to find, you got to try to find a guy. Now, I don't know where, I mean, Scherzer, we watched him melt down last week. That it was, was pretty bizarre. crazy. That
0: was bizarre. Right? And he's starting the all-star game for the national league tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Pretty uncharacteristic of yes. him. What we saw. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that, dude. He's been there. Knows what it takes, right? I just don't know what Washington's going to ask for in return.
0: They're going to ask for a, a, a ton, and they should. Posmer? I, mean, I mean, fuck.
1: <laughs> we, I mean, that. Are you ready I to give a Posmer for Scherzer? Fuck.
0: Oh, my God. I guess. Myers? When's the last time you've seen a fan base or, or the Padre fan base turn on one of their own like this? Um, I mean, nobody wants him in the lineup. Whatever fam was going through at the first couple months of this season, Hosmer's getting it worse right now.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, too, like fam fam was talking about his contract and doing those kind yeah. of things, right? We're doing some things that made you go, dude, what are you doing? Hosmer didn't get vaccinated. That's the one yep. thing I know that people hate him for. Yep. And. I guess there's just this feeling that he thinks everything's great in the world around him. Oh boy.
0: I tell you what Padre fans is, as you're talking right now, it's just thinking maybe this isn't a dumb move by the Padres to turn on Hosmer. Meaning that if you make him miserable enough here, maybe he opts out because you're stuck with that mother.
1: Cause you're stuck with that motherfucker for four more years. Yeah. I don't think he does.
0: It'd I mean- be crazy to opt out with the money that's owed to him. But at the same time, It is, it's bad. I mean, they're on him for everything, for his hitting, for his defense, for every little fucking thing he does, standing at the National Anthem. I mean, everything he does, they're ripping the shit out of this guy right now. it feels
1: like? Okay, it feels like, I remember it for Chris Brown when he came in that Okay. because Chris Brown was just a complete. I wasn't here when Chris Brown was here. Complete dipshit. And, and, I mean, you gave up Mitchell, right? We've already been down the road. And Chris Brown was exactly the moron that we all thought he'd be. Did he die?
0: I think Chris Brown is dead. Yeah. you feel worse now by going this direction?
1: Uh, I'm not talking about him in the present. I hope wherever he is, he found peace. <laughs> what the fuck's that supposed to be? I have no idea. Well, to me backtrack a little bit. He's a he fucking... found
0: wherever he is, he found peace. I've never heard of that in my life.
1: Ah, well, you just did. But then, you know what it's very reminiscent of? Um, but it was short-term. Remember when Myers came back here in 98? Yeah. When, when they cherry-picked him? Kev tried to block Atlanta from getting him. Yeah. And Atlanta was like, you take him. It feels like that. But Myers was a reliever that you could bury at the back end of the bullpen. He wasn't your everyday first baseman with four years and 59 million left on a contract.
0: Yeah. Chris Brown died in 2006. That yeah. long ago. <laughs> 45 years old.
1: Damn. Um, um, yeah I mean Hosmer I don't know, man. I don't feel like I hear Hosmer talking. you hear him chirping? am I missing something like he's is he saying things no. that ignite the fire
0: no he's just he's not producing a couple things he does that drive people crazy right now is his swing has that no elevation to it like he they say he swing's the flattest bat in baseball, so he doesn't adjust to what people want now because he's in for the home runs. he got off to a crazy good start the first couple weeks of the season. So, people get upset with him there. Then his defense is ranked as the worst first baseman in all the baseball. Yeah. there's a play the other day where he didn't stretch towards the ball. You know, he caught the ball, leaned him back, and, and people are upset by that. Everything he does. doesn't matter. You wouldn't notice it. As an average baseball fan, you wouldn't notice what went wrong. But at the same time, because it's Hosmer, that's his ass.
1: Dude, I, want, I wonder what that's like, Dave. Because he was beloved in Kansas City, right? Yeah, he was. Beloved. Still is. Yeah. Man, how much of that contract do you have to eat if you try to move them out? Oh,
0: my God, dude. Yeah, you're talking about a ton of money, but I'll be honest with you. You're in a situation with the Padres right now. It's the right thing to do.
1: No one's taken.
0: Yeah, you eat you Playing eat, first. You eat it. As you said, you have guys that can play first base on the system now. You also have the ability, yeah. as we brought up last week, you can make a trade to bring Rizzo back. Yeah. I mean you're you're improving dramatically, defense and Huge, offensively.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, for even fuck Rizzo, you could even bring in Chris Bryant.
1: Dude, that would be wild. You know? That would be pretty wild. I yeah. mean,
0: there are guys you, you can right now, Hosmer's not helping the team. It's not helping you win. No. And he keeps dropping them down in the lineup. I mean, god dang, how many guys are you gonna drop down in this lineup? You're talking about a team that has a fourth-best record going, and even though they're third in the division, they have the fourth-best overall record. There's still time to make a room to win this damn division. You don't want to be in that wild card one game.
1: Yeah. I think, too, don't you look around, Dave, and you go, Cronenworth, Tatis, Machado. fam has been playing great. Don't you feel like all of a sudden now you might owe it to the other guys to improve the pitching?
0: Yes, I do. You yeah. do. You owe it to everybody. You owe it to the players that have gotten you this far, and you owe it to the fan base. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not saying they're filling up Petco every time, but, man, they're doing really well. Padre baseball is a national story
1: right now. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, the Tatis story today with Freddie Freeman's son was so great. Yes. So great. If, if people saw it, Freddie Freeman's son, Charlie, who looks to be about, what, five? Yeah. Six, maybe? said to his mom, he wakes up this morning and says, I'm going to meet Tatis. Gets on a plane, flies with his dad, and there's a great video, Paul had it, uh, of little Charlie Freeman in the dugout. Goes over, Tatis is waiting for him. Tatis gives him a big hug, and then Charlie turns and starts leaving, and Tatis goes, that's it? And Charlie turns around and Tatis gives him another big hug. Dude, yeah. Tatis is the fucking man. He is. He is the fucking man of baseball. Because, Dave, the thing is, as much as I love Mike Trout, you love Mike Trout, Mike Trout doesn't have that kind of personality. No. And, and I'm trying
0: to think, is there a guy in baseball that does have that personality? I'd say no.
1: At, the, at that level, that does yeah. so many things. Yeah. And if you were watching Home Run Derby tonight, Pete Alonzo, they were talking to him about it. And just saying how much fun he is to watch. But he goes, he plays the game with a smile on his face. And he plays hard every day.
0: Extremely hard. That's why he's been injured so many times.
1: But, dude, that picture of him the other day with the kid who had the heart transplant. That was awesome. And then today with Charlie Freeman, like, all fired up to meet Freddie Freeman's kid. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. You can't fake that shit. No, I'm with you. You just can't fake
0: it. I'm with it. By the way, this Chris Brown story is terrible. I got to mention it because... I don't know if it changes your feeling on him because you're right. He wasn't great. He, he retired with only 38 career home runs. He was an all-star in 86 with the Giants. I do remember that. And then the Padres yeah. got him a- after baseball. He worked for Halliburton driving 18 wheel trucks in Iraq. He wow. he was attacked. Okay. Six other drivers and one soldier were killed when they were ta- attacked. Okay. Okay. Then he goes back. This is 2004 and December 26, 2006. He died in a house fire in Texas. Oof. Yeah. Things didn't
1: go well for him after the... Dude, that Halliburton thing. Deal. And I know people go because that's Dick Cheney. Yeah. I, I'm... Politics out. Dude, if you're doing shit like that, I, I mean, just on the surface, good for him. Like, yeah. trying to do things to help, right? Yeah. yeah. You could have just Holy hung back cow. and counted his money. That house fire thing is scary.
0: Uh, everything's bad about that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, Anyway, no, So what I was saying. When's the last time? Hosmer right now is uh, the one guy that Padre fans have turned on. I always say Padre fans are really loyal to the guys in uniform, and then once they're gone, they turn on guys really quick. But um, Hosmer's sitting there every day, and he knows he's just taking a beating. The fans don't like him.
1: Got to get in your head. It has I'm sorry, to. Sorry, dude. It has to. Right? In your home market? Yes. When they love everybody else, they love Kim.
0: Yeah, this fan base loves a lot of guys that haven't done it well forever.
1: Yeah. You're like uh,
0: they, they hate Hosmer more than they hate Mateo, and he hasn't done shit.
1: Dude, what the <laughs> fuck is that guy still <laughs> on the team block. for? Why the fuck on. is Mateo still here?
0: No idea. Dude, I have no fucking you, idea. What
1: would you give for Mateo right now?
0: Dude, I, I don't want anything for Mateo. I mean, fuck. There's nothing he does. If you're the Padres, why don't you just say, dude, you're going to bunt every time. You're the fastest guy on the fucking team. No, it's, You can't it, do shit. He doesn't belong on the roster. He doesn't belong in a major league roster. It's the strangest fucking thing. I know there are no options. You know, Kintera made a good point. Fake a fucking hamstring injury and send him to the minors and get him at bats. Yeah. You say, here's your deal, dude. We're going
1: to release your ass unless you fucking... him. Nobody's going to claim him. Nobody is. And then you have the opportunity to send him down. Yes. I think. Don't you? If, If you DFA him, designate him for assignment, he clears waivers... I mean, why the fuck would you even send him down? Just fucking release him.
0: Sir, I swear to God, he's he's literally the worst Padre player I can remember. But he's taking a roster spot.
1: I don't get that. I, I Yeah, I mean, pro Far is interesting enough, right? But you can, a couple of people, you can look at that and you go, okay. But, goddamn, they got to fix that that bench.
0: They do. They need depth on the bench. Yeah. 100%. You need depth on the bench. You need starting pitching. The bullpen's been absolutely outstanding. Machado's great. Tatis is great. Sam's so been go great. Out,
1: if you can go out and get Gallo, then don't you think Gallo plays right and then Myers probably plays first? I don't know.
0: Is that what happens?
1: And Hosmer plays part cheesy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. So who do you rather have? Gallo, Bryant, Rizzo. Gallo's your last choice. Yeah. Gallo will drive you a little crazy too. Yeah, he would. Batting one forty, striking out all the time gets old pretty quick. I don't quick. think he's
1: that low. He's he not would. good, dude. Um, I would take Gallo. Um, I would like. I I'd go with Bryant or Rizzo. Either one yep. of those two guys. Probably Rizzo would be the guy. I'd Probably take.
0: It'd be an interesting deal if they went and got a got a bat like that or a glove like that. in Rizzo, it, it changes everything. They I don't mean,
1: have anybody. Do they have and anybody? And it's not like just
0: make a move to make a move. You making a move that desperately would help this team.
1: What about going and getting Kimbrel?
0: i am be fine with that too. Now does Kimbrel become your closer? Yep. Melanson move. I'm with you on that too. Just make the bullpen better.
1: Boy, Melanson just feels like a guy who's, who, right? He feels a little bit like Nick Voland out there every time. Without the uh, without the songs of faith.
0: Gallo, by the way, is hitting 239, 24 homers.
1: Oh, fuck, that put him you, about. Yeah,
0: you fear him. You would definitely fear him.
1: Yeah, like him. Castellanos would be great. I, don't, I can't see the Reds moving him, though.
0: Yeah, I don't think they do. At this point, I don't think they do.
1: I mean, if, I, if I'm going to the Reds, I'm trying to make a deal. Castillo's fucking ERA is crazy, though, right? Luis Castillo. Yeah, not good. Dude. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta I gotta figure now that the draft is
0: almost over. Yeah, it'll be over tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that you gotta you gotta start hitting the phones hard.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. Yesterday was the first time I ever went to a draft party.
1: Yeah. Uh, what what fucking happened?
0: What do you mean what fucking happened? It worked out perfectly for me. Oh
1: really? Steve Quiz says what fuck is, you.
0: What did Steve say?
1: Steve had a brand new tie on <laughs> and he said, I'm so excited. This could be the third different time that I've worked on local news when a guy was taken number one. I couldn't be more excited. Look at my fancy tie and my wannabe beard. (laughs) And then they go up and they take the catcher from Louisville. Yeah. And then Steve just undid the tie. And Steve Price is like, it's okay. He's like, it's not okay. And then... uh, (laughs) Now, see, I thought if he goes second to the Rangers, that wouldn't have been bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he didn't go three to Detroit. Me too. And then he falls to four to Boston and you go, okay, not ideal. I think there's something cool about being number one overall, but not like the Pirates have lit the world on fire with their developmental program. No. The Red Sox have done a good job developing guys, but was there, where did he think he was going to go?
0: Okay, so before the draft, he literally said to John Boggs, who's his agent, w- "How do I get to Boston? That's where he wanted to go. How do I get to the Red Sox?" And he go. John told him it's not going to happen. Mm. You aren't going to the Red Sox. And I was, I was there yesterday. It was a restaurant around the corner. And where was, was he? He he was at, he was in town. He was at Novu right here in the Ty Ranch Mall.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I was trying okay. to figure out where and that there was.
0: Were a shitload of people there. Yeah. I mean, you're t-
1: how'd got- you avoid getting on camera?
0: On purpose. Why? Because it wasn't about me, it was about his family and and and. Don't
1: have a Dave and Jeff show shirt, (laughs) dude.
0: There were two thousand people in that fucking place. It was packed. Okay, so I I was with I was with uh, Maffy. Maffy and I were in the background. Oh, fun. So, well, Maffy was actually working doing a story. I was there just to support the kid. But so the first pick goes. Maffy is asking me, "What do you think?" And I said, "Dude, if I was picking, and and I trust me, I like Marcelo a lot." I'm taking Henry Davis, the catcher, From and he, Louisville, and he goes, really. And I go, dude, how hard is it to find a real catcher? They say this kid's the deal,
1: like Joe Mauer. Yeah,
0: I go, this is the guy, you know, Posey, Mauer, one of those guys. And I go, that's if I'm Pittsburgh, I, I go there. And then it happened, and, and then I go, my next pick is Jack Leiter. I'm going to I'm going to the Rangers. And he said, um, well, he could. that could be Jack Leiter. And I know Marcelo went up to Dodger Stadium, had, was in a, a suite up there with Chris Young talking mm-hmm. about the Rangers and everything else. So he met with the Rangers. But then, as he said to me, Maffey said, he goes, the Tigers said, if he falls to three, there's no way in hell they're passing him. I heard that too from a, a Tiger scout, told me the same thing. And then they don't take him. Mm. And he all of a sudden, it's the Red Sox. So he knew at the Rangers pick that the Red Sox were going to get him, And it, you, you could see his dad get up and whisper in his ear, you're going to the Red Sox, hold hold everything tight. Everything is coming your way, but you're going to the Red Sox. And so they were super excited that they went to an organization that's quality. Bogarts has two years left on his deal. They're hoping yeah, Marcelo right. becomes that guy. Anyway, it worked out for him that he went to a really good team. Um, I, was, I did a shitload of interviews today with people back in Boston that i saw the thing i did with him and reached out oh, to nice. me and said can you can you talk about him i'd like, be happy to talk to him he's a great kid you got a leader you got a, a great player all this stuff i never i never coached him so i'm yeah. uh, trust me i don't want to take any credit for anything marcelo's ever done i've just watched him grow up since he was seven years old and coached against him um great kid but he ended up going where he wanted to go the funniest thing is his dad and him are diehard yankee fans always oh, have man. been huge yankee fans and all of a sudden, he goes to the to the Red Sox, and his dad right away. We're all Red Sox fans now, um, but I think everyone in the room when the t- Pirates didn't take him felt really bad for him, you know. And yeah. I, I'm sure in his mind, he's like, "I'm going to the Pirates." He didn't know what was going to happen, but when the Pirates didn't take him, I think mm-hmm. in his mind, he's like, "What the hell just happened? All these people are here for me to go number one." Yeah. Sorry, Steve Quiz. and he he doesn't go one. He goes to to Boston, and it worked out. And then. Craziest thing happened today. Yeah. The, the kid I coach How at Benita, who plays the same position as Marcelo. And he only played short for me because I needed him at short, but he's the Red Sox took him as a catcher or outfielder. He went in the sixth round to the Red Sox. And the Red Sox called me and said, if we draft your guy, is he going to sign? Cause he's committed to San Diego state. Oh, nice. And I told him hundred percent he's signing. And I bounced with you, Jeff, I thought he was going in the 18th to 20th round. I didn't think he was going sixth. That
1: was really cool. And
0: the fact he went in the sixth round, Daniel McKelvany yeah. and, um, was a star player of our team. Um, was awesome to see these two kids you from see the, the kid same who area. played all nine. No, that was Cameron Barbosa played uh, every okay. position. McKelvin, he could have done the same thing. He played, yeah. played 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 almost every position for me during the season. But um, super excited for him. And you and, hope he and fucking I, signs. I know. whole uh, sign. I know. And he, oh. he, he did straight A student. San Diego State, where he's supposed to go. Here's the funny thing. And USD got rid of Rich Hill. Yeah. because Rich Hill was underachieving he was supposed to go to USD and USC pulled their offer last year oh, to wow. him and said, Hey, we're no longer going to offer you a deal. So he calls me and says, coach, can you help me out? And we had Northwestern and San Diego state on the table. He chose to stay local to state and fuck USD and fuck Rich Hill, you know? And yeah. sorry, You can't judge talent. The kid that went in the sixth round of the Boston Red Sox yeah. wasn't good enough for your fucking school. Yeah. Fuck off. You Get know, to Hawaii. <laughs> and so I was told by the way, that USD told Rich Hill, Either you go to the college world series this year, or you're fired. So he was, Whoa. he was out that whole deal. I'm leaving USD for Hawaii for whatever fucking reasons, better serve for whatever he said. He was out of a job. Rich Hill was blown out. Damn. And so, uh, but, but uh, again, you turn your back on a kid that the, the pros think good enough for them. Yeah. Kind of, kind of crazy. And then guys, you know, you've met Grant Holman from yeah. this area. Grant got drafted by the A's today in the sixth round also. Nice. That's cool. Ben Ramirez will probably go tomorrow. And Luke's brother yep. will go and, and hopefully Aaron Barkley goes and some of the other guys oh, we shit. we we've How met. Cool but would that be? it's it's kinda crazy. But it's an exciting time to see yeah. th- these guys that are, are local, a lot of guys I know you've met since they were little kids are getting drafted, too. So, uh, no, I'm re- really excited to see I what's happening. I saw happen. a lot
1: of chatter. If you think you're going to be number one, do not bring Dave to your party. You're <laughs> big, fucked.
0: Big fucking jinx.
1: Big fucking G-A-D. Great a dipshit.
0: Dude, I was trying to think what the hell that was after grade you announced a it. Yeah, they got it. Douche. It was, I knew the D was douche. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what the fuck's the G-A for? I was thinking that every time I saw it. People ran with it like wildfire. Assholes.
1: Well... I'll tell you, Dave, I like Marcello. He's loose in the hips. (laughs) Fucking guy. I didn't hear that shit today. No, that was great, Dave. That was really fun to watch because you go, oh, shit, don't let this be Brady Quinn where he drops to 24, and then you're like, well, fuck. What was funny to me, the difference watching that draft was how well all of these kids have been coached media-wise. And uh, the kid... The kid from the Twins was the best one. That's the guy I was just going to bring up. The best one by far. It was awesome. How funny was that kid? He was great. He was a hero right away. Yeah, when they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, hopefully you'll hear from Mike Trout. Well, I talked to him this morning. And then what are you doing tomorrow night? Well, I'm having dinner with Machado and Tatis. How about that? But then when he said, but this was the thing where you go, this fucking kid's been coached and there's nothing wrong with it. Chase Petty is the kid's name, by the way. Chase Petty. So exciting. Sounds to like join. a NASCAR
0: car driver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Joined this organization with the great fan base. I couldn't be more excited. What do you know about the fan base, <laughs> Chase? But I was like, I'm like, fuck, that kid, yeah. he got it. And he was so likable. And of course, Twins fans are bitching because they're like, high school pitcher, you'll need Tommy John surgery in two years, <laughs> four years to rehab, and then he'll, you know, be DFA'd. But yeah, I like that kid. I, it
0: was it was really fun to watch him. And then when he's dropping yeah. names, Mike Trout calls me all the time. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm having lunch with Tatis and Machado. Was, but
1: he was cool about it. He was. He wasn't he was, a dick.
0: No. They, they actually asked him questions that made him give those answers. He wasn't yeah. like he just started throwing them out.
1: How about when he hugs the chick? Yeah. How oh, about, that, that was that was a
0: funny move, too. Yeah. And then, so. he, then he had a new friend that got next to him. All of a sudden became his best friend. Dude, that
1: guy was funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like the kids. I love that they took it on the road, though, yeah. and did it in, uh, Colorado. in Denver. Yeah. yeah. I love the kid that made the Giants pick. One incredible story. I don't know if you were still at the party if you saw that kid, but he'd had a stroke, and he was paralyzed on the left side of his body, and he made a a vow that he was going to play, and he got back and played this year. And then the the Giants invited him out because he loves the Giants to announce their pick, and then he picks Bednar's brother. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. No, I thought that was cool. I liked how MLB did it because a lot of times that draft – can be a little slow unless the pods had a top five or top yeah. ten pick. And then I just, holy shit. Every Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayo that lives in this town, you drafted who? I'm like, Sh- shut up. What fuck do you know, you dipshit? Right? Like, you've done, you, you currently have, you had the number one farm system, and I think they said currently there's six. Yeah. Which is still pretty good. It's very
0: good. They're 30 teams. It's very good.
1: Considering how many pieces you've traded and guys that have had to be called up. They're, they're doing pretty well other than the decision for everybody to wear the swag chain. That was a little dopey.
0: That but, was dopey.
1: But it's all, it's all good, right? Hey, mistakes happen. <laughs> and then you go, like, they draft some pitcher or a shortstop. Excuse me. Yeah. Shortstop. High school shortstop. You saw Jonathan Mayo say they thought the Yankees were going to grab him at 20. Yeah. Yankees have done a pretty good job developing kids. And so you go, a shortstop, uh, have you ever heard of El Nino? And just <laughs> or like, CJ Abrams? Yeah, right? I'm like, they obviously, somebody they trust said, this is our guy. So,
0: here's, here's a couple things I found interesting about the, the pods. So, they had, I told you on the last show, last week I was able to go to see the hundred guys the Padres yeah. worked up before the draft. And they all look great, Jeff. I mean, yeah. everyone looked like, holy shit. Like, I just got done coaching high school season. None of my guys look like these guys. You know what I mean? They all look really good. it's not
1: really just good. for the pods. It's for everybody, yeah.
0: right? Well, no, no. It's for the pods only. Okay? It's like other teams oh, wow. do this too. Okay. And so, this was the Padre deal. And of all the kids that I thought looked really fucking good... Someone told me later on, go, we only like five guys. I go, you only like five out of those hundred? Because Jesus, I, I like 90 of those hundred. Yeah. Like they all looked fantastic. And, um, and right away, they, they knew who they wanted. So this kid, Jackson Merrill, I have no idea if he was there when I was there because yeah. what the Padres did, they put every kid in a Padre uniform with no name on the back of the jersey. So funny. So only the Padre scouts who had the sheet knew what numbers went with what names. Okay, and, and so the only they had reason, numbers. Yeah, and the only reason you could figure out the UCLA guys, there, their five UCLA guys, is they were wearing their UCLA shoes. Those, those blue shoes gave them God. away. So, like, the kid that went number 17 overall, uh, Matt McClain, who went to the Reds, you knew who he was right away. you going, that's the kid that's ranked as the fifth best shortstop in the draft. Okay. But otherwise, I didn't know who anybody was. I couldn't couldn't tell who anybody was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. Uh, John Conniff, Matt Friars do a great job of, of getting scouting reports on these guys, and I go, that's who I defer to. Yeah. Right? Let John and, and Kev and Dave J tell me anything I need to know about these guys. You go, all right, done.
0: Yeah, someone asked me, I, I know you were working all day today, someone asked me on Twitter about um, the Padres not taking Southern California guys or San Diego guys. Mm-hmm. Here, here's what I'll say is I talk to 28 out of 30 teams on a regular basis. Almost almost weekly, I talk to 28 out of 30 mm-hmm. teams. The two teams that I never talk to are the Padres and the Angels, They're the only two that don't contact me. So funny. The two closest teams to us yeah. never ask me questions about anyone in San Diego. And so the teams don't ask only about Benita Vista guys. They want to know about everyone. Like I get a million calls about Marcelo before he's drafted. Yeah. Say so you coach against him. What's he like all this shit, but I don't know why. And the Padres, I know a couple of their scouts that have talked to me, but just kind of hanging in their questions. Not like, Hey, what are you up to more yeah. personal stuff than baseball stuff? But it's, um, it's very strange. I have no idea why the angels and Padres stay away from San Diego guys.
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I, I mean, either. the last
0: one that they took that, that I knew that I actually coached was Jack Stronach a couple years ago, yeah. third baseman from UCLA Helix kid.
1: Yeah. And he's, and he's double with a the double. Right yeah,
0: right? yeah. He's with the pots. Great kid. And again, you go, well, that, that's probably a trade piece because Machado's there for the yeah. next eight, seven years.
1: Yeah. Um, how'd they get Ty? Ty France.
0: I don't remember how they got Ty France. It's funny you say that. I don't remember how they how they got Ty. But it's it's. It's always strange to me when you take a kid like the the kid, they end up taking the Jackson Merrill kid, right, all right um, from Maryland. So so you go, well, in Maryland, you know what the weather's like. You live in Minnesota, mm-hmm. so you aren't playing baseball year-round. You know, you're a Southern yeah. California guy. You're playing a ton. That's why San Diego and Houston put the most guys out in the major leagues than any other two cities. Those kids play. They get the most reps. They get the most at-bats.
1: Didn't they say this kid's 6'3"? Yeah, he's he, looks like
0: he's, he looks like he's 12 years old. He's really yeah, like you go, well, did. maybe he'll, he'll grow and change. Who knows? I hope he becomes. Lefty. Uh, right? Yeah, I hope he becomes something. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have to be a shortstop, obviously. I was being no. tongue-in-cheek smartass on that one. Yeah. I was hoping they would draft a pitcher, but well,
1: again. I, lo- I mean, when you look at the last couple of guys that they've drafted, pretty fucking impressive.
0: So Yeah, that, true. You're you right. Know? The last few guys, you got to love those guys.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, so, Hassel's ridiculous. Abrams has been ridiculous.
1: Yeah and at some point we're going to see what Gore has. I mean they're going to have to bring Gore up in the second half. They they have to. Oh my they god. They need the bodies. Like just get him in there.
0: He, him. It's the strangest thing.
1: That is really I mean really he sounds weird. like a
0: 30 for 30 almost. Like what the fuck happened to Mackenzie yeah. Gore?
1: Yeah. I can't uh I don't know. Get him up. Get him up and let I just let him come yeah. up and and you know watch. Yeah. Darvish and I mean, even you know, Snell said he'd work with them. I know, uh, great. <laughs> then, like, have yeah, two guys. <laughs>
0: now you got two guys that can't throw more than fifty-five pitches.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Fuck, you got to do something, David. Some point, right? Yes, to to make it to make it go. How excited are you for the game tomorrow night?
0: Um, it's funny you say that. That's one of your your random questions. Oh, all right, then okay. I'll wait to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll I, wait yeah. for it. It, 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 you know, the All-Star week has is, is changed, you know. It's well, not, you know. When I was a kid, man, I loved this week. Not yeah. not just the, forget the home run derby part. The All-Star game was a big deal. And maybe it's because Interleague kind of changed things up a little bit. But literally, it was one of my top five favorite things in the sports calendar to watch every year.
1: Uh, the thing, and I don't know, I was gone all day, so I can't tell you what Center did with this story. Yeah. But I'm in uh, I'm in Denver Valentine's Day weekend, 2020. Uh, Julie Brownman and I go walking around downtown. We're we're making our way to Coors Field because we're just going down in that, uh, they call it Lodo neighborhood. She goes, hey, we're going to go check this hotel out. Uh, Julie used to do a podcast with Drew Goodman, who was the TV voice of the Rockies. And she said, she was just kind of saying, hey, this might be something you and Dave do. Where we're gonna do it at this hotel, let people come in and kind of similar to what we had done at Eastside Country Club. But she goes, hey, let's go check this venue out. It's gorgeous, Dave. It was the Maven Hotel, and the Maven Hotel is where the maid over the weekend. You see the story? Yes, dude. The Maven is two minutes from Coors Field. And I like when the FBI is like, ah, we don't know that there's any. And again, they they probably are trying to keep everything close to the vest. But that fucking maid is unbelievable, right? Yes. Good on her. Like, give her the best room. She should be, I mean, I don't know, just celebrate her at the game. But fucking Major League Baseball should be doing something for her. City of Denver should be doing something for her. Because, Davis, we're looking, it's... Is he look right up that street there Dave like yeah. see the building right there and just kind of at the top along it's right there like it is trying to think from downtown uh I I don't know if it's as close What Jeff's to,
0: talking about is is potential mass shooting in Denver. Yeah.
1: And the room the guy had a balcony that looked right over downtown Denver and he said apparently according to media reports the a Facebook page that said, I'm going to go out in big style. Wow. Wow. Holy shit, man. Like, such a great city. I'd, I've only been there the one time. Fuck, I had fun in Denver.
0: They sang the national anthem today for Home Run Derby at the same place you took that picture with Julie.
1: At Red Rocks? Yeah. Did they get a little closer? A little
0: bit closer than you two. Who
1: sang the anthem?
0: It was a couple brothers. I have no idea the fuck it was. Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and
1: Dumber. Basically, Pete basically, Billy?
0: Basically. Basically. That John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> in, the, in the wrong state.
1: Uh, and congratulations to my man, Pete and Coronado. Yeah. Who is now reading Mac Coyle books. How about that? Like a maniac. And uh, I'm glad he's enjoying Wrong Light, which is the radio book that, yeah, a lot of shit in there is shit that actually happened to me. And he goes, yeah, he sends me a message. This says your thumbprint's all over it. The PD's a complete dipshit. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, it does. Well, sometimes uh, a little bit of truth in that fiction. Yeah, the PD at thirteen sixty, complete fucking moron, continues to be. Nothing wrong with holding a grudge, Dave. Fuck it, it's healthy, good keeps the blood flowing.
0: Oh my god! All oh, right, I gotta ask you a condo question. Did yeah. you uh, did you barbecue? Did you make it? Dude, make it? Make it like it was home again?
1: i rang up. Uh, so first I went to Vons because there's no groceries in the house because they, yeah. they were leaving. So I rang up $122 at Vons. And then I went to Iowa Meat Farms and rang up another $85 at Iowa Meat Farms. Nice. Farm. So, yeah. So it started yesterday um, with just old-school, hot Italian links to celebrate Perfect. Uh, the win. We're here tonight. But then for the All-Star Game tomorrow, New York Strip. Nice. And then... uh Carne asada chicken for later in the week, and then um, uh, some of their burgers too. Nice, which I'll cook up, and then they 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 hold really well. So my sons love them. That's so, cool. Yeah. Oh, Iowa Meat Farms was like the guy at Iowa Meat Farms was like, dude, I like this. You're 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 checking all of my. I'm like two of the hot Italian, <laughs> two of the bourbon, New York Strip, Carne asada chicken. I was like, dude, you're putting it. I go, I'm in the same house for two weeks. I go, it's my old Weber grill. He's like, what? I go, fuck it. Long story. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, the burgers. am <laughs> like, yeah, we're good to go. So, yeah, go grab a couple of flour tortillas and, yeah. just, and grill it up. And, Dave, now here's the funny thing that my kids are laughing at. I also bought a six-pack of Corona.
2: Did you? Okay. Because
1: grilling for me, I do like having a Corona. Yeah out at the grill. I did not have one the other day because it was like 12 noon when that fucking game was on. My kids are like, all six of those are going to be in the fridge when we get home. I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) And now we're playing like uh, higher, lower, higher, lower, like price is right. And the number they're like, there'll be four and they'll probably be there a year from now when we go back to Tahoe and you house it again. So don't buy beers in a year because you got four in the fridge mom's gonna yell at you how long are these beers gonna be in here um so i don't know we'll see you think Good. there's all six
0: no you aren't drinking all six no chance no way right? uh, no
1: i did crack out how often you drink
0: do not very often it's funny that you say that the other day my refrigerator that has all the alcohol in it was emptied out because josh had a shitload of people come over last week and they emptied out the refrigerator. And then I had a buddy of mine who does drink come to the house. And I was like, shit, I better run out and grab some beer. So I just grabbed uh, like 18 modellas. Yeah. I think the only two are missing. And the guy that came over drank both of them.
1: Yeah. What about mixed drinks?
0: Um, I won't be mixing them. Someone else has to make it for me. I don't
1: uh, even know yeah. how to make
0: a mixed drink. Honest to God. I don't know how to make shit.
1: So. Trying to think. of Shit. I think it, I was still in the condo. That'd be like 2017. Um, Margarita
0: a, mix still in there? Huh? Margarita mix still in there? Something you made?
1: No. The Sailor Jerry. Oh, my God. Black rum.
0: The one that made you fix the printer in the middle of the night? Yes. Yes.
1: So the other night, did I send you this picture, You did. Too? You hit the woods and I. I was like, look who I found. Look at this son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I better put my phone down. So the first one I made, because I, I don't. I really don't drink. I worked at a bar for a long time. I worked at Diego's. Any longtime San Diegans, remember, I worked at Diego's in PB as a bar back, and that was pretty wild. That was a good time. And then I worked at Diego's in Solana Beach. Yeah. And then eventually a liquor store, and you just fucking see it every day. It just wears you out. But I'm watching the fights the other night. I'm like, you know what? I'm making a mixed drink. First one, Dave, oh, that was a little rough. That was a little rough. I go, fuck, I got to work on my game here. Work on it. That second one was goddamn good. Good. But I wasn't, I wasn't buzzed or anything. I didn't, send, I didn't fix anything. I didn't fix the garage door. I didn't fix the fucking washer and dryer or the printer. Nothing like that. But that's it. Like I didn't go like, fuck, Sunday night I'm going to the Chico Club. Monday night I'm going to Viejas. Tuesday I'll be at Casino Palma. I'm just going to go and run up a tab. Thursday I'll be out at Golden Acorn. And so I was like, all right, Sailor Jerry's still sitting on the counter. It'll probably be there in two weeks when my kids get home. Like, <laughs> I sent it to them, too, because they watched the whole really? thing. They were dying. I'm trying to think. They had to be like nine. They had to be like nine or ten. And I was fucking hammered. Like, what are you doing? Hang on, I'm going to fix this printer. And then I fixed it. You Yay! did.
0: You wrote to us in the middle of the night. You wrote to me. I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I fixed the
1: printer. <laughs> it's the only
0: time you've ever drug text me ever.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't tell you that same printer is hooked up. I have no idea how it works today. Why was I printing? What I have to print? What are you printing? I don't know. I had a job. I wasn't printing resumes. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. W2s? for Dan Williams? Goddamn driving me crazy with his emails. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I got six beers there, and I I don't even know. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. That's funny as hell. Damn.
1: Speaking of Dan
0: Williams, Dan Williams is your guy. Don't forget, Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday. Make sure you check it out on YouTube tomorrow. Dan will give you a tip, something to help you out financially. Dan does want to be the guy that helps you get out of debt, helps you buy that first home. What are you waiting for? Dan's the person you need to talk to. If you have any debt at all, make sure you call Dan and figure out your financial situation. Even if you think you have things going in the right order. Hell, Jeff and I are proud to say we think we have things going in the right order. We both have called Dan. Dan can help you out. And this is what your expertise is. Like Dan's, you should be giving him a call. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
1: Now, listen, I have have an open letter to Dan and his staff. I don't live in that fucking house. I told you. I'm happy to refi because the plan is in a couple of years... She's going to move out with my sons into a little bigger place, and then I'll take the condo back over. I'm only there to refinance to make things easy for her and eventually for me. Yeah. I feel like I'm being grinded for way too much paperwork on this deal. I thought, Dave, I would have to digitally sign two pieces of paper. Yeah. So then I call her. I go, hey, did you get all this stuff? Can you get some of that done? I don't live there. It was very stressful. I almost died. Dave tried to murder me with COVID. I was in a head-on accident. Nobody seems to care. It's been a very stressful year. So is what your shit. Christmas card's going to say when you mail it out to people? I'm 100% full of shit. Dan's staff has been so goddamn great. And I digitally signed like three things yes. the other day. And lo and behold, Dave, all I have to do is I think I have to provide two pay stubs tomorrow. Boo-hoo for me. <laughs> I'm 100% kidding around. It has been great, and it is really, really great for us and for our family because the goal is at, at some point to turn that condo over to our kids. Yeah. And we're excited to do that. But if we can do it right now, do the refi that we're doing, it's going to lower the payment. I think uh, right now the calculations are maybe 300 a month. Nice. So you do that, you go, shit, that's 3600 a year it's a 30 year loan, right? So it's 72. What is that? One hundred eight thousand. A lot I, of money. You're saving dude, a lot of fucking money. A ton of fucking money. And Dan and his team who have been great to me, I'm sorry. I'm just belly aching and crying the blues. Cause I have nothing better to do. And I'm overly dramatic. Uh, they've been great. And, and they're making it incredibly easy, uh, for my ex and for me. And I can't thank them enough. So yeah, all kidding aside, if you are in the market for a refi, and one of the ways that I was able to do it, Dave, is by getting my credit in line. And man, when I bought that house, uh, my wife had a sign for it. It was so embarrassing. But following the laws that Dan teaches in Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, man, I've got my credit score back over 800. Our bills are paid, everything's going. You can do all of it. 858 688 6813.
0: Brian Curry is the person you want to talk to when it comes to selling your home. This is very serious right now because everyone knows you can get a ton for your home. I have a close friend who I literally said, hey, before you do anything, call Brian Curry. Oh, we, we already have a guy. Guess what? They sold their home. Now they're seeing the value of their home continue to go up that they just got rid of, and they couldn't find a home to move into. They're renting month to month in a horrible uh-huh. neighborhood with bars on the windows going it, every day is like, I don't know if I'm going to have broken windows on my car, yeah. if my car going to be there. And you have two people that work their asses off to have a real nice home that they sold trying to take advantage of the market. They not know where to go to. Yeah, You got to call Dan. I mean, call Brian Curry. I'm sorry. Brian's the guy that knows the real estate market than anyone else, better than anyone else. More than 25 years he's been doing this. These are unique times. You need to talk to a professional. The best person we know is Brian Curry. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: Man, I have a friend who's trying to sell their place and... They're struggling because they have two friends that are in real estate. And who do I go with? Well, the one friend wants to buy the condo, but they want to buy it for their daughter. All right. Well, where's that agent's top priority? Yes, exactly right. The other agent is a real estate agent and a flight attendant. What? Come on, people. I'll promise you this. BC will talk to you all day long about helicopters and everything going on. He'll tell you about Poway football. He's not going to show you where the emergency exit is. (laughs) I go, a flight attendant. Fuck are we doing here? It's the biggest decision. Uh, This is the one thing that I have to tell people when it comes to buying or selling a house. I cannot emphasize this enough. Come to grips with knowing what you don't know. Understand, do not be stubborn. Do not be bullheaded. You will regret it every step of the way. Dave just said it. Man, take somebody that has been there, that has succeeded, that has your best interest at heart, not their own. It is a huge thing when buying or selling. Does my agent have my best interest or their best interest? Boy, it can make a huge difference, and ultimately you're going to be the one that pays the price Trust me when I tell you, Brian Curry has your best interest at heart, and you will notice the difference, but you'll notice it with a huge smile on your face, not running down to Chucky's uh, sporting goods to buy an everlasting heavy bag to take that frustration out because <laughs> you won't know how to throw a punch. You'll end up breaking a finger, and now you got medical bills. I'm
0: gonna snap your thumb. You won't be able to Ow. hitchhike to work.
1: Look, <laughs> that really hurt. Hang on, just pull it back and place. Don't, 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 don't. Just kidding. <laughs> can you just try me in the urgent care? Jesus, I think I'm going to throw up. I think I broke something. You told me, trust my fucking brother-in-law for an agent. <laughs> we sold a $5 million house for $111,000. God <laughs> Am I bleeding? I just you you turn the heat up for fuck's sake. It's so hot in here.
0: Is that white a bone? I think it's my bone. Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's a goddamn compound fracture. <laughs> you will not have a compound fracture if you call Brian Curry. It's that simple compound fracture, night in the urgent care, or a life full of smiles. Now you tell me. Oh, fuck. Just I wish your fucking brother in law was here. He'd kick him right in his little. Cup. <laughs> doing oh we're getting home depot tonight that's great that's great
0: (laughs) taylor made pools man there's nothing better than getting that pool we've talked about this for a long time alan taylor sees it he's working this every single day he's making dreams come true right now when you're sitting and you're looking at the pools that are going up it is incredible i get so many people that send me pictures of pools that alan is working on for them the excitement factor of guess what this is what's next this is what's next i already got my furniture for the outdoors. Ready to go. It is awesome. Everyone knows having a pool is great, but when you're seeing the process come together as Alan is making those backyards a staycation, he wants to do the same thing for you. You got to call him up. Get on his cal- calendar, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452.
1: Mentioned that I'm back in my condo for a couple of weeks, and my condo, if you go right out the back and about 100 yards to my right, is the community swimming pool. Dave, I got to tell you, it's the coolest sound going. It was just kids in the pool and families laughing and having a good time because yeah. in my in my normal place, you don't hear it. And if it's that much fun having a community pool, think of how much better it's going to be when you have your own pool in the backyard and it's your kids and their buddies hanging out, having fun, taking advantage of the great summer weather you can make it happen. All you got to do is call TaylorMade Pools. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Go to their website. Check it out for yourself. I love when Dave talks about the 3D technology. You can see what the pool is going to look like in your backyard before the team even puts a, a shovel in the ground. It's absolutely fantastic. Going to be the best decision you ever made. Again, it's Made Pools for that dream pool you've always wanted.
0: Absolutely. Kyle Flueger is going to help you with that website. Received a phone call today. What does Kyle do? How much does he charge? Look, Kyle is great at what he does. Yeah. Okay, you need to call Kyle. I can't tell you what Kyle does. Kyle's awesome. He's made great websites for Jeff and I. Couldn't be happier with them. He's very quick. He's good at what he does. If your website's not working, like the phone call I received today, the guy you call is Kyle Fluger. 619-500-6621. You could literally say it's the most important thing in a business. 619-500-6621.
1: David, it is absolutely so true because we continue to be in a world that uh, people are doing a lot of their business online, even as California starts to reopen. I mean, I drove from Carlsbad to La Mesa tonight in about 40 minutes. And that, during the week, that's about a 90-minute drive. That tells you people are not going in the office day in and day out. That means they're still working from home, which means they're probably still doing uh, commerce online online. And if your business is dependent upon that, you have to check that website and make sure that it is exceeding expectations because those that have done it correctly since March of 2020 are having the best years in their existence. And you go, okay, well, how long have they been in existence? Some guys I know, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, because people still have that disposable income and they're looking for a place to spend it let it be your business. If you're not getting the numbers you want, call Kyle Flucher, tell him Dave and Jeff sent
0: you. Absolutely. All right. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to start off with a guy that's been on the show before, Cheech Marin.
1: I love Cheech Marin. We do. He and Tommy Chong were so great. I'm going to say he is uh, I'm going to say he's seventy five.
0: Really close. Seventy four.
1: I'm going to say uh, thirty million.
0: Exactly right.
1: Dude, those guys, fucking champions, man.
0: Yeah, that was really They're, good. I Cheech didn't think you were going to get that at all.
1: Cheech and Chong, I'm telling you, earache my eye <laughs> is still so goddamn funny. And any of those movies, right? Yeah. Up in Smoke. God, those dudes. I could,
0: I must have seen Nice Dreams nice probably dreams. 80 times. Dude,
1: I'll God.
0: tell you the one that sucked was The Corcus and Brothers. That one was terrible.
1: Oh yeah, I never saw that
0: one. The, the there's only one scene in that movie that made me laugh. Where Cheech is trying to pick up this this hot girl on a farm, and he's okay. le- he's leaning against a horse, and he just tries to act cool crosses his bottom his feet his ankles yeah and he leans against the horse, and his whole arm goes right in the horse's ass.
1: <laughs> Dude. Those guys, they came in 1090. <laughs> Fuck, that was great.
0: It was. It was a really cool. That was a cool time. For you and yeah. I who listened to those little kids, that was cool. Yeah. All right, Ken Jong.
1: Ken Jong, I hate to say this, but if we were driving from here to Vegas.
0: You wouldn't want him in the car? No. No, I'm with you. He's okay, I may
1: just Yeah. I may just at one point reach over and just slam his head right into the glove compartment and then feel bad about it the rest of the way as he's holding it. A sock to his nose. You didn't have to do that. I did. <laughs> I did. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck Well, how am I gonna shut up? My nose is flooding. And it's all over the seatbelt. Fuck. You're paying for that, Ken. Uh Ken is. Oh, this is good. I'm gonna say Ken's fifty-six. Fifty one. Fifty one. Yep. I'm gonna say thirty million.
0: Fourteen million dollars. I thought he would have more money too. With the movies, yeah. had his own TV show. Fourteen million.
1: Yeah, he is pretty funny on uh uh Mass Singer because Joe McHale comes on and rips him all the time. Oh, That's he's pretty cool. funny. All right,
0: last two are baseball players Padre fans dislike. Number one is Cody Bellinger.
1: Ooh, Cody Bellinger, I'm gonna say he's twenty five.
0: Exactly right.
1: And I'm gonna say thirty one million.
0: No, he hasn't hit the big money yet. Two point five.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, okay. how about
0: that? All right, and then San Diego's favorite, Gaudy or Molina?
1: Oh, this fucking asshole. (laughs) Is he 40 today?
0: Almost, 38.
1: 38, and I'm going to say he's...
0: Not as much as you think.
1: I'm going to say 80 million.
0: Says 45. I think his new contract would give him 80. I think when this new contract's over, he gets the 80.
1: Yeah, that'd be worth more than that. All
0: right, five random questions for you. Again, these are baseball-related. Which Major League Baseball All-Star game do you remember most?
1: Uh, The one I was... Well, I've been to...
0: How many have you been? To? I've been to three. One. I've only been to one.
1: You and I went to the one here in San Diego. I was here at the one in San Diego at Jack Murphy Stadium, but the one that I remember the most was Seattle. I went to the game in Seattle, and it was the final All Star game for Tony and for Cal Ripken. Yes, and that.
0: But Tom Lissora ate shit.
1: Yeah, and um, and Alex Rodriguez made Cal play short. Yeah. That that's a great cool. one to be at. Yeah, that was really great. How about for you?
0: For me, it's the 1981 all-star game because I always loved baseball as a, as a kid, but there was no baseball in 81. Not remember? The no, it was the Cleveland Memorial stadium. And what happened was, remember they ended the strike. The uh-huh. season started, they ended the strike. That was when they took the leaders of the division and said, okay, you won the first half of the season. And then they had a second half of the season yeah. when new leaders. And then those teams had to play each other in the playoffs. But I remember just so happy baseball came back, and the first game back from the strike was the All-Star game. Wow. And Gary Carter won MVP, hit two home runs, but everybody had those crazy uniforms back then. Remember, like, the Pirates were wearing, like, all yellow, and, yep. you know, you just saw so many different colors, but it was cool to see baseball back, and... Who did uh,
1: Tony throw out at home plate in Pittsburgh? I don't, I don't remember. Isn't that Pittsburgh.
0: Tony scored the winning run in Pittsburgh. Oh, is Remember? that what I'm he, thinking of? He ran all the way around the bases and yeah. slid home, That's jumped up, pumped was, his fist. Right? Yeah. That's okay, so was. here's a Padre trivia question for you. Uh huh. Heard it the other I saw it the other day, I think on TV and I was like, I didn't even know the answer. Who's the only Padre to win an MVP in an all star game? Uh
1: let me see if I can think about this. I feel like it happened during my time here. It did. And I feel like it's a pitcher. Yes. Say Mark Davis.
0: Lamar Hoyt, 1985.
1: No shit. Yeah. In Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Wow.
0: Yep. Kind of nuts. Yeah. Kind of nuts. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is tomorrow's all-star game to you?
1: I I wouldn't say that it's important, but I'm excited for it. You'll watch it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, Tatis against Otani to get it rolling? Yep. Love it.
2: Me too.
1: Uh, I love it for Otani. I thought tonight, even though he got beat in the first round, Pretty exciting, right, the whole thing. But I hope uh, uh, I hope Tatis, and I could see Machado having a good game tomorrow night too. But I, I think it's fun that Cronenworth will uh, be there and getting in. I mean, it's a drag for Darvish, right? He won't go. Uh, Melanson will probably pitch like the fourth, right? They just rotate guys <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah. But I think that's cool too, Dave. It's a great day.
0: On a scale of one to ten, and for me, it's probably about a three. Well, it used to be, I said it used to be a ten. It used to be really important to me with these All Star games. I just, I hate the way they're going to do the uniforms. I think it's dumb. Yeah, those are bad. I think one of the coolest things about the All Star games is that you're seeing all the uniforms on the field at the same time.
1: Yeah, I like that. I yeah. don't want, sometimes they outthink themselves. They sure do. But, but having Tatis and Machado there, uh, and Tatis is starting, but Machado will get in. Cronenworth will probably, I don't know how much he'll get to play. I think Tatis plays a lot.
0: I like, do, too. I could see That's that. That's who the fans want to see. you got to play him yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah, I think he'll play a lot.
0: Okay, here we go. Second-half predictions. Who will win the NL West?
1: Uh, NL West will be won by the Dodgers. Um, I think the Padres will make the wild card.
0: I do, too. I, I, I agree with everything you just said right there. The Giants' situation has been so amazing.
1: Hey, Gabe man. Kapler,
0: you might as well give him manager of the year right now. Yeah. they. I mean, nobody game. saw this coming. They've
1: been coming. great. No, they've been great, and they're... Way ahead of schedule, and they are absolutely uh, going to be fascinating to watch over the next couple of years to see what they do. Now, remember, Dave, the Dodgers under Andrew Friedman were not that active in free agency. They they only went out, right? Yeah. And so for Zahidi, I, I wonder how much money he actually spends, right, to go out and get guys. Um I don't know like it, it's what will the Cubs do with their three guys with Rizzo, with Javi Baez Chris and Bryant. with Chris Bryant. And could those guys end up in, in San Francisco, yep. right? Because Brandon Crawford's deal I think is about up. I think Belt's deal is relatively close He's to up. up.
0: Baez is a free agent then in the year.
1: Yeah, and then f- from the outfield, I mean, I know you got Mike Yastrzemski, but...
0: You can you can improve. Yeah, other places. for sure.
1: So, do you go out and, and make a play for one of those guys? Man, they got a ton of money. They sure do. The Are Giants you know,
0: situation is incredible. To yeah. me, it's the story of baseball as far as the been team great. aspect. It's yeah.
1: been great. I mean, they were terrible, and they had no farm system, and they're they, starting to improve. They were throwing the whole
0: season away. The, the plan was throw this season away, it, eliminate all the payroll, yeah. and start brand new next year. Yeah. Crazy where they're at right now. All right, so here we go. Your World Series prediction before the season began, okay? Okay. Do you remember what it was?
1: Uh, I think I had the Dodgers in there. No, you didn't. Who did I have?
0: You had the Braves, and uh, you had the Yankees. Fuck. I had the Yankees also, but I had the Dodgers. So three of our four teams, no fucking chance, right?
1: Dude, fucking Acuna going down. I mean, <laughs> shit. Sorka going down.
0: So who's your World Series prediction now?
1: Or Sarika. How do you say the kid's name? Mike? Soroka. Soroka. Ah, uh, fuck. Who do you like? I'm going to take... Uh, I got to think about who my teams are in the American League. Who Who are... Uh, give me the division leaders. In the Astros
0: League. are killing it. Okay. Astros are killing A- it. Boston's killing Boston's it, Boston's right? killing it right now. The Indians are good. White Sox are good.
1: Yeah. Um... I'll take, uh, I'll take Boston coming out of the okay. American League. And I'll take, um, fuck, National League we got. I got to think about the other teams other than the Dodgers right now. What do we have in the Central?
0: You have the White Sox. No, National League. Oh, in the National League you have um, the Brewers.
1: Ah, fuck, I'll take Dodgers-Boston. That'd
0: Boston. be interesting. I'm going Dodgers-Astros.
1: Oh, Which would be fuck. crazy. How crazy would that be? That'd be crazy. How about the Astros saying they're not showing up? Dude, it
0: pisses me off. And I got news for you. Fuck the Astros because they didn't show up because they don't want to get booed. Yeah. Guess what? The All Star game next year is at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. You can go fuck yourself because yeah, next year is going to be either. worse. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be worse next year too. Keep running. Keep you're running because you're guilty, you bitches. You little shrimp. <laughs> you little shrimps. All right, here we go. Last question Who's going to win the most valuable player this year in both the AL and the National League?
1: Oh, uh, Fernando Tatis is going to win it in the National League. Oh, American League's absolute no brainer. It's tonic.
0: I'm with you on both. Both yeah. of those, are, I think, are exactly what's going on. All right, happen. I got a question for you, Go Dave. Ahead.
1: A friend of mine asked me this today. If uh, Manny Machado was traded tonight to the Minnesota Twins, could okay. he play in the game tomorrow?
0: Oh, that's a good question. This has happened before, hasn't it? It
1: did. I want to see if you can tell me the player. It happened. To. Oh, my gosh. Uh, happened in 2014.
0: Yeah, it happened recently. Did somebody. A guy did. you know. A guy that I actually know.
1: Well, not not okay. by name, but I mean, it's a player that when I tell yeah. you the player's name, you'll know him. I
0: remember this. Yeah. Um Dude, I, I'm, am I crazy he was traded to the Dodgers? No. No, okay. Who is it?
1: Well, hang on. I'm, Let's start first. If Machado got traded to the twins tomorrow, could he play in the game?
0: For uh, did he does he change leagues?
1: Well, he'd go from San Diego from national league okay, to the American. So, league.
0: Okay. I'm gonna say no.
1: Correct. If he was uh So the guy it last happened to was Jeff Samarja. That's Jeff right. Jeff Samarja got traded from the Cubs to the A's. Yes. He was allowed to be introduced before the game in a generic National League jersey, but he was not allowed to play in the game.
0: That is interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Damn it. How did I not remember that shit?
1: Yeah, Jeff Samarja was the guy. Jesus. Hey, one quick radio thing, too. Okay. Is Hartman completely thrown in the fucking towel? (laughs) Dude, I'm driving. (laughs) It's 7 o'clock in the morning today, and... Right, Pod's just fucking lost the series of the Rockies. They're six games out. Weathers is hurt. Fucking, what is going on with Mackenzie Gore? Tatis is in the All-Star game. All these different things. He's got Nick fucking Hardwick on. Who's fine? Nick's a nice guy. I think he's
0: contracted, right, still.
1: Dude, come on. Nick's talking about uh, the chance that he had uh, to go out and play golf with that kid Kelly. I think he's one of the coaches for the Colts. Okay. And then talking about how much it meant to make the Pro Bowl. Like, Coach is like, this is really bad. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? I, I, and I don't know. When's the last time you heard Darren's show?
0: Um, I haven't heard it in a couple of weeks. I know he didn't yeah. work last week. Is he back this week? I have no idea.
1: I, and no axe to grind there.
0: Okay.
1: I don't think I've heard that show in at least a month.
0: I'll be honest with you. The only shows that I'm listening to on a regular basis lately is... I, I listen to Woods, and then... Um, and left Woods and Paul work today without Ben and they couldn't fucking do the liners, which is funny. It's one of those things. Nobody knows what we're talking about unless you're in the business. Yeah. And when Jeff and I worked together, we did, we always did it where Jeff did the liners and because fuck number one, it always throws off the rhythm of the show. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, I got to read a liner because it's paid for. You got to knock this out somewhere. And the second part was, I swear to God, I think I'm dyslexic where I yeah. fuck it up anyway. So it didn't matter.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you always did it great. Ben, I know, does it for their show. I sent them... Oh, oh here we go. This this is the liner they fucked up. I wrote it down. Because okay. I said to them, i go, you guys are killing me. This is the worst shit I've ever, heard the <laughs> I've ever heard on the radio. This is the shit they tape and show people. This is not how you do radio. Paul announces, screams out, breaking news. Well, not really. We don't have breaking news. If we had breaking news, it would be brought to you by the NBA. He just didn't know what the fuck to say, okay? And then... Wood says, fuck it. We aren't playing our music trivia game today. Let's just give out a prize. And then he goes, what prize am I giving out? I can't find it. And I'm laughing my ass off. And I'm like, dude, Uh, it's one of those things that sounds so stupid to to read. And you're thinking, what do we do? Because we're trying to keep the rhythm of this fucking show on. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. Dude, I don't blame them. It's not as easy as it sounds, but it's one Shows of those. You if Ben's ate,
1: a valuable member of that. Team. That's what they said. That's yeah. why we
0: keep him around. But it was the same thing for our show. Yeah, you hit you hammered those liners for twenty years, and you hit a home run every time. But it's one of those we're like, wait a second, we're you talking can't do about both.
1: like one guy's yeah. got to keep it moving, the other guy can read the liner. Dude, well, it it, should it, be reading those, yes, so that uh, Ben can reset and tell you what's coming up.
0: Oh my god, dude, it fucking cracked me up. And then they just, I know they went to break and went, fuck us. What are we fuck. doing? <laughs> What are we doing? Uh, it literally every- was the worst segment ever, but I laughed my ass off because they
1: got busted on it. Everybody has had those fucking days. That's Breaking news. Thing. Breaking huh? news. What Breaking- do you have, Tourette's? And, and then uh, I got good news for you, Dave. When we come back, I'm I'm not sure if we're back Wednesday or Thursday. On
0: Coach's show, is the second show I, I've been catching because now that you do these you impressions. To, right? It is. It's and I, and I listen, literally listened to hear Coach talk to the callers. Because it's, it's fucking it's a, crazy to me.
1: It's 100% spot on. Right?
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's unbelievable. <laughs> Your
0: version's better because he fights the guys.
1: Angry coach.
0: He literally wants a Valentine's Day card from every guy that calls the show and doesn't want to hang up on anybody.
1: No. Um. When we come back, I think we'll be here Wednesday. There's a chance it could be Thursday. Okay. But I'll tell you, we went uh, to the movies the other day. Uh, Sinopolis. You ever been? No. In- Dude, I will tell you about Sinopolis. We saw the movie Black Widow. I'll tell okay. you all about it on Wednesday with no spoilers. Good deal. But we'll uh, we'll save that. We'll see you back here Wednesday night.
0: All right, perfect. We'll be back in a couple of days.
3: Selling candy man cussing on TV. What Californian cussed their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard I the knew who could I see How all that it get to be when we had so much fun? Man.